Welcome to the Narrow Walk episode four. How are you guys? It's been a minute. I have been in this wrestling match like Jacob with God about this episode because this episode is about to be a very sensitive, personal topic and subject. So that's why it's been a minute in between episodes and I just wanted to let like the Armor of God series like kind of simmer. If you haven't seen that already, it's, I did a Bible study on Ephesians 6 and I did two parts. So there's a one, there's part one and part two are both on my channel. The Narrow Walk, you can find it probably below or somewhere up on the screen now. Um, if you haven't seen it already, there are great, great, great tools and discussions that we kind of had about the Armor of God. Each individual armor what it means and how do we use it in our everyday life and how it affects us so those were great studies that the lord led me to do like i said they're all both on my channel you can find them either below or somewhere on the screen but today we are going to talk about my testimony now i was prompted to do this for the month of june so i had to record it and get it out in the month of june that you know wanted this done in a particular way for a particular reason obviously and you're gonna you're gonna understand that later on it was difficult i was in this wrestling match with god about it because it, it's personal and i've been open about sharing my testimony in the past people who know me personally know it but god kind of wanted to share it i knew this was going to come eventually this was down a pipeline of episodes i was trying to do every other episode but this one <laughs> but god was like no once the armor of God is done, we're going to go straight into this testimony. And like I said, I'm just going to look down at my phone, typically as I do for most Narrow Walk episodes. For those who are watching, for those who are listening, you know, don't have to worry about this part, really. But I'm going to look down on my phone um, to try to get, you know, a couple notes. But for the most part, we are going to really just engage because this is just obviously my story and um God is going to speak. And for those who don't really know me, know this channel, know what this is about, I want you to be kind of open-minded when listening to the story. I know you probably clicked on the title, you probably clicked on the thumbnail, you're like, what is this? But I want you to just kind of hear me out and hear what the Lord has to say to you today about this subject and about what he did for me. Before we start any of this, before I share any information, I want to say any person under 18 without parental supervision, I'm warning you, this might not be the best video for you just because it's going to be very sensitive topics so i just really want parental supervision for anyone that's under 18 and for anybody over 18 obviously go ahead and continue this video but there's probably going to be warnings before this video like youtube does this is going to be an uncensored discussion so the terms said here i will not be changing to fit tiktok or the youtube algorithms i know a lot of times creators are fixing terms as we could probably see on social media all over it's on facebook instagram TikTok, youtube every platform you gotta kind of really mince your words so that it does not get flagged or taken down or any of those things i'm not going to be doing that even when i do the promo for this and i post those promo videos online or on different platforms i'm not going to be changing my words i might you know, edit in a, a bleep or something, but this is my story. So I want to get it out and get out everything because I believe that some people are going to be really set free from this. I don't want there to be any 
sort of confusion when it comes to what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to say it outright. That's why I want anybody who's under 18 not to be on this video. So today we're going to be sharing my testimony as a believer in Jesus Christ. Like I said, we have many testimonies, but most people, when they talk about a testimony, they're talking about how you came into contact with Jesus Christ. How did you know God? How did you hear the gospel? So I could have easily said I met Jesus when I was 12 because that's what happened. I met Jesus when I was 12 on my bedroom floor in the summer of 2013. I got baptized the same year and then that would be it. <laughs> and then, you know, we would sing Kumbaya, but that is not the real full story. And it sounds really romantic when we say, you know, when we were younger and oh, we just met Jesus and he just changed our lives and I was 12 and I got baptized or I was 10 and nothing's wrong with getting baptized at these young ages and meeting God at these young ages. But obviously there's more to the story for some of us. I'm going to be addressing a lot of that today. Um, although I gave my life to Christ at a very young age, I went through a lot of years of bondage. I went through years of secret sin, hidden traumas, some of which I wasn't fully aware of or I remembered until the Holy Spirit revealed all things to me. So today I'm going to discuss all the things that I went through and how Jesus Christ never left me in the midst of it all. So the Lord led me to do this video in this month for this obvious reason. Um, this month is, as many of you, if you know, if you don't know, this is Pride Month. June is typically the month that most um, people from the LGBTQ plus IA community celebrate pride and they celebrate being who they are. God has delivered me from that lifestyle. He has delivered me from a lot of stuff, a lot of bondage, a lot of hidden traumas. Like I said, a lot of secret sin. And he wanted me to really share my story this year particularly this month in the same time that Pride is going on, I was very hesitant. I was very, you know, <laughs> at friction with God about it because I didn't know how much I wanted to share, how much I wanted to get out there, how much I wanted to kind of bear all, but I trusting the Holy Spirit to kind of lead me and guide me and allow me to say what is appropriate and allow me to share my story to set others free. So I'm just going to kind of go from childhood all the way to now. When I was younger, about around the age of five, I was molested. That kind of fractured my belief or my understanding of sexuality and identity altogether. I didn't understand that until I got older, though. But when I was younger, it was like immediately pushed to the back of my brain. Typically with these type of stories, we hear, you know, people kind of go off the deep end on whatever spectrum or, or what, what will they be like, you know, if they're straight or they're gay, they, they are extremely promiscuous on either ends because of that. That's similar to what happened here. Interestingly enough, throughout this situation that happened when I was younger, um, I remember a spirit ministering to me. Now, many people are like, what do, okay, what, is, what do you mean a spirit ministered to you? Um, shortly after that had happened to me, um, I would hear voices, very clear, loud, distinct voices that were not God's voices. There was 
this voices of spirits um and people are like well you know might be thinking okay like pause you would hear voices of spirits yes i would hear voices of spirits telling me to do things leading me to do things and this is just a fraction of what i had to go through or what i had to deal with but i didn't understand that nobody really told me because it was never really shared amongst family members or whatever obviously this is something very very secret that i didn't really share amongst many people at the time i was kind of left to be tormented and i know that many of you probably watching have maybe went through the same thing and i want you to know that right now that jesus christ can set you free the enemy the devil they don't want to see you free they want to see you their their superpower is the fact that these things have probably happened to you when you were younger and you're not exposed and you're not given information the bible quite literally says god says my people perish for a lack of knowledge because you're not seeking the help or because you don't know really how to seek help for these issues or how to get free the devil's superpower is that that is you and his little dirty secret if that makes sense right nobody else knows about it nobody can pray for you nobody can can do deliverance on you you can, you can't you can't find therapy you there's things that you cannot find outlets for because you you cannot talk about it a lot of the times what happens is kind of fractures the brain and the soul when you're young, so young and something like that happens to you you kind of push it back to the back of your mind and you don't really um have the language to describe it right as your child you don't really have the understanding or the words and you're kind of fully ashamed and the spirits that minister to you because of that almost don't let you have that freedom of sharing it with anyone because instant shame comes upon you even though it might not have been your fault and i want to do a statistic here because i believe that a lot of people overlook this and i want to be very very clear every single person that is a part of the lgbtq plus community every single person that identifies as gay or queer doesn't necessarily have had that story right a lot of people tend to blanket statement that like all everybody has that story that comes from that community that is not true however majority majority have that story and also part of it is majority are not even consciously aware that is their story um when i was about like maybe around the age of shortly after that maybe like six or seven maybe eight I kind of started forgetting it. Like I, my, my brain would go into this like lockdown mode of this memory because it would, it would flash before my mind like consistently and I would not have any freedom from it. And I kind of just buried it along with my five-year-old self. So this is where you kind of see people have personality disorders and they kind of like separate themselves from that person that was harmed inside of them. When, I, when that happened to me, I kind of took that same boy, that, that five-year-old boy, and I stuffed him away. I kind of, along with, you know, all his dreams and visions and desires and personalities, I know this sounds like odd to so many people, but this is the truth. A lot of people struggle with this. This is, this is 
not only spiritual on one end, but it's also scientific. You can search this stuff up. People, their fractured part of them, the, the trauma parts of them go into hiding along with that person that whatever age they were at when that happened, that same personality goes into hiding. And to not be revealed to that consistently, to not be hurt by that, to, to go about life, to survive, they hide that, right? So we hide that to go about life, to function as a normal human being, because the world is going to tell you, like, you know, that's sad that that happened to you. Um, especially with you having spirits ministering to you, shame, it's going to be like, that's sad that that happened to you, but life must go on, right? Um, and because nobody's telling you the gospel, nobody's telling you that Jesus Christ ex um, exists and he's living and he's a living God and he can set you free. No one's telling you this. You don't feel comfortable to share this. You just stuff this away along with that same personality. And when situations arise or problems or issues arise, that 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 little boy or that little girl or whoever that that bursts out that comes out um by the flip of a switch by a word um i'm going to share a statistic with you guys that i actually found and i'm going to have the link up here and also the article it says in a research with 942 non-clinical adult participants gay men and lesbian women reported a significant higher rate of childhood molestation than heterosexual men and women 46% of homosexual men, in contrast to 7% of heterosexual men, reported homosexual molestation. 22% of lesbian women, in contrast to 1% of heterosexual women, reported homosexual molestation. So we see the, these, these big drastic numbers um, from people who would identify as straight and people who identify as gay. This research is apparently the first survey that has reported substantial homosexual molestation of girls suggested for future research we offered. Then there's another study that I found. I also will provide the link as well. This is a new study led by researchers at Vanderbilt University Medical Center and Vanderbilt University found that 83% of lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, LGBTQ identify um, individuals reported going through an adverse childhood experience. So that's ACE, that's an adverse childhood experience, that's what they call it, such as sexual or emotional abuse, worse mental health as adults when compared to heterosexual peers. So they also reported worse mental health. The study published in February 23rd in the Journal of American Medical Association Psychiatry use the data from a 2019 Center of Disease Control Prevention, the CDC, the survey that included more than 60,000 people across eight states. So this was 60,000 people. And of nearly 3,000 LGBTQ individuals included in the survey, 83% LGBTQ individuals experienced at least one ACE compared to 64% of straight adults. So 83%, 83%, of gay and adults experience at least one of ACE compared to 64% of straight adults. That's more than 52%. That's more than half um, reported three or more ACE. So remember what ACE is. ACE is a adverse childhood experience um, is what they're calling it compared to 26% of straight adults. And they also experience higher rates of Eight defined types of ACEs, but researchers found that the disparities were the largest for sexual abuse, household mental illness, and emotional abuse. So 
there's a substantial amount of evidence showing that people in this community typically go through these things. I'm saying this to say, not to say that everybody goes through it, but I promise you, if you were to, if you don't believe in God, if you don't think God is real, if you don't, you know, you don't even care about the gospel, you don't want to hear it. If you were to ask God, right? If you were to ask God right now, even if you don't believe in him, ask him right now, Lord, reveal to me if this has happened to me when I was younger, God would show you that. And I, I promise you, because I feel like a lot of people push it off and they're like, okay, well, that didn't happen to me. And that's a stereotype. And I don't want people to continue to push that out. But it's just like, this is the truth. And if this is not going to be shared, if this is not going to be platformed, if this is not going to be talked about, then it's just going to keep happening. Um, people just seem to not want to talk about these truths behind the community the issues when it comes to um older men and older women in the community seeking younger people they don't want to talk about that we're we're coming from that from that younger boy of me um fractured me i stuffed it in the back of my mind stuffed it in the back of my brain like i said spirits were ministering to me not spirits of of god not god's spirit but demonic spirits were ministering to me at a young age. Obviously, I've entered into masturbation and pornography because of that. It, it, it provided such a perverted view of life. It provided such a perverted view of people. It provided a perverted view of marriage. It provided a perverted view of relationships. It provided a perverted view of everything. It just invited perversion in general into my life. Um, and like I told you earlier, I gave my life to Christ around the age of 12. And that story was pretty simple. Like I was on my bedroom floor. It's kind of silly. Like my mom came in and kind of yelled at me for something. I think it was like to clean my room. And I think I was just was, was really stressed out. That summer I was really depressed as well. Um, it invited a lot of things that the childhood situation brought depression and it brought anxiety. It brought so many different, it was just an open door, a floodgate for spirits, right? And I was just really depressed that time. I remember playing Pandora, that's the time that Pandora was popular. I don't know if Pandora is popular now anymore where you play just radio station music. I think I was just playing the Christian gospel station. Whitney Houston's version of I Love the Lord was playing and I just started bawling. I just started bawling. I felt a presence come into the room. I didn't know what it was, but I remember that the voice said, I love you, I'm here for you, give your life to me. I just remember those those few things. I can't even remember it fully, but I just remember being overwhelmed with love and saying yes. I remember being overwhelmed with a desire to be, like a desire to be one with Jesus because he he offered this like overwhelming love that was like it's almost like a sense of of knowing that he loved me before he even knew me. And I didn't know the Bible at that time. Like I grew up in church and, you know, my parents took me to church and I, they, they would tell me Bible scriptures and I would go to Bible school and Bible camps and stuff like that. But I didn't know my word. I didn't, I didn't read the Bible. 
Um, I would read a verse, you know, to go to sleep as parents do, you know, Christian parents would typically like, oh, have you read the Bible before you go to bed? But I didn't know it. I didn't know the word of God, but I knew in that moment, like this, this Jesus that just came to me in my ear. I didn't even know if it was Jesus. I just, I didn't know it was God. I didn't know who it was, but I just knew that it was, it, it was an overwhelming love and a presence. And I, I recognized that it was Jesus later on. It, he gave me this overwhelming love like it's like he loved me before he knew me and i didn't know that was in the bible i didn't know that the bible says that you know he he first loved us so that we could love him um and i gave my life to him at that at age and i got baptized at that age as well shortly after um you know the first year of being a new believer is it, it goes well it goes great i i've had god is always spoke to me in dreams and visions and stuff by the way he's always spoke to me and communicated to me in that way i didn't really know that was him but shortly after i got saved the dreams and the visions started to be more clear and i would share it with my family and i would be like oh I'm, i got this dream i got this vision sort of like i don't know if you know in the bible where joseph had a dream and a vision would share it with his family um, didn't end well for him, sadly, but I, um, it ended well for him in the end, but in the beginning, it was just, it was rough, and I was grateful because the dreams and the visions that I would share with my family, they would be encouraging about it, and obviously, it's stuff like that, and I, somewhere short down the line, fell off with the Lord um, around maybe age of 13. It was difficult to keep up that relationship with him because it was like I didn't know him but I didn't know how to know him too so it was a weird thing because it's like I knew I had to read my bible but I didn't know why and I didn't really have any really counseling and discipleship even though I grew up in a Christian household even at the end of this I'm going to really impress into you guys to develop that relationship with God, develop that relationship with Jesus yourself and know him yourself. But I didn't know him. I just knew, oh, okay, I go to church. I read my Bible. I gave my life to him. This is cool. I got baptized. Um, and I knew that he gave me that overwhelming love in that moment when I called upon his name and I was singing to him that song, but I didn't know him. I was just like, okay. I didn't know part of not knowing him had to do with what happened years prior to. Remember, I told you at the age of five, I got molested. So I, I didn't know that that was the way I, I viewed God was very fractured. I came into that understanding recently. And throughout my preteen and teenage years, I still had that struggle of, sexuality and not knowing who I am and 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 kind of liking guys but kind of liking girls and just being in, in confusion and I didn't really fully have words to describe or I didn't want to ever really tell anyone and I almost lived a double life because you know I, I cussed <laughs> like a sailor um I watched porn and 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 masturbated and did all these other things um, on the side, but I would be at church every single Sunday because my parents made sure I got to church every single Sunday. Um, and I would, you know, read my Bible from time to time. Um, I would talk about God. If my 
you know, um, my family, they had this church. If I needed, if they needed me to sing, I would sing at the church. If they needed me to worship, I would worship at the church or pray. I would pray at the church or pray on the prayer line or whatever the case may be. I would be doing these things, but be in secret sin, be in like bondage and didn't have the words for it. Didn't have the understanding for it. Didn't know what deliverance was. Didn't know what prayer was. Didn't know what prophecy was. Like, okay, yeah, I know what prayer was. I know how to pray to God, but like, I didn't know form of communication. Like it, it, it was not clicking. Um, the way that I viewed him was sort of just like this far distant being kind of has his way and it's like almost tyrannical. And it, it was really perverted and as i said when you come into an understanding that um going through these these situations when you're younger opens up the door for a spirit of perversion and perverts your mindset on the world it would even pervert your view on god and that's what i had i had a perverted view on god where i'm like okay i, I i'm struggling with this stuff i know i'm struggling i'm crying during worship i'm crying during prayer i'm like lord take it away from me but i don't know what's going on like i don't know what's the issue is i don't know how to get rid of it i don't want to stop it kind of feels good i don't you know what i mean so I'm, I'm going through all these thoughts and i'm like man at this point whatever every night though i would pray like after i would do the do or do whatever i did i would pray because i knew that like if i died doing this in the sin unrepentant like there's points in times where I was like, I didn't even care. I just did it. And then right after I prayed and I just went about my day. Like it was unrepentant. Like I knew what I was doing. If I died in this condition, I would be in hell. So around the age of 18 and 18, 19, around there, um, I graduated high school and I kind of just didn't know what direction to go. Um, the pandemic hit, as many of you know, around 2020. Um, and I did not have what I wanted. I didn't I didn't get accepted into the university that I wanted to go into. I didn't get to move out at the time that I wanted to. I just, I was, I didn't have what I wanted. I wanted a relationship. I didn't have a relationship. I wanted a friend group that was like very tight knit. I didn't really have that. Like I wanted so many different things and I couldn't get it. I didn't understand. Um, and during that time, there was a popular trend or craze on TikTok that was telling you that you can manifest what you wanted. All you had to do was like, you create your little vision board, you create your little dream board, you write down your thoughts and your intentions multiple times, you say them over yourself and you call into existence what you want in your life. At the time, it seemed really, really innocent but I also knew I had a knowing inside of me. And it's literally by the grace of God <laughs> that God did not take me out during that time because I had a deep knowing like inside of me, like this is kind of off. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I did it anyways. So I started intention writing and manifesting. And one thing leads to the next. I'm watching um, card reading videos on TikTok. And then I'm watching card reading videos on YouTube. So now I'm trying to be like, okay, is this, does this person like me? And I say, so somebody that I like from school or work or whatever. I was like, does this person like me? I'm trying to figure out if they like me. 
and I'm putting in these like little card intention, whatever, these tarot card videos. And then the one thing needs the next and I'm going to crystal shops and I'm getting crystals to manifest those intentions. And then the one thing leads to the next and now I'm getting my cards read at, actually at a psychic shop. I wanted to add that none of these things ever worked. Um, they were like short-term solutions for long-term problems and traumas and deep-rooted issues. Um, the rocks were just rocks. The crystals were just crystals. The cards were very vague and you had to place in your own interpretation on your own situation for it. Um, and it was all essentially manipulation, trying to get you to believe that these things are helping when they're actually just damaging you more psychologically and spiritually. I was even more angry at this time, even more depressed, even more heartbroken, even more upset because I wasn't having my way and things weren't going my way. And the thought and the belief in the new age community is that you must do more and more and more for it to actually work out. It must be your works. It must be your works. And that's the complete opposite of what Jesus Christ tells you to do. You cannot do any works to receive any peace or love or connection or the presence of God because God's presence is holy. And in that, in his presence, we receive all that love, that peace, that hope, everything that we wanted from getting those things from doing all that other stuff. So I truly believe that. Um, and yeah, just wanted to add that in there. And the psychic is telling me, oh, I see that you just got into a situation. Mind you, vague, very vague, the vaguest thing that you could ever, you know, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, I just see you just got into this situation and it, it was very hard on you. And, you know, like the most vaguest statements you can make to somebody and they can just take any little piece of their life and say that that is applying to them is that's what happened um because i got into like a kind of argument with one of my close friends at the time um and i was very hurt by it and when you go into these shops guys i want to i want to make a point clear about this these people whether you want to believe it or not this is the truth they are using familiar spirits what are familiar spirits unclean spirits what are unclean spirits demons they're using demons to get information current information they can't tell you your future they can't tell you what's about to come they can't tell you they can only tell you what's what's happening right now they can only sense and predict what's going to happen with this there's no prediction it's lies they use demons to basically monitor you, right? So if you have monitoring spirits in your own life, spirits that are hovering over you, watching you, whatever, by the time you enter that door, they know all that information about you because of that, because of those monitoring spirits, because a spirit is feeding them information in their ear. Demons are feeding them information about your life. So you're thinking that this is something that's like, oh, this is legit. And then when time comes, they have to, you know, ask for a price. The price of the reading is like $90. You send them $90. That's you sewing into whatever demonic altar, whatever thing that they got attached to feed that spirit. That spirit needs some sort of connection to, to get whatever desires you quote unquote wanted out of that reading. So 
when you're going into these places, they don't really know much about you. They don't, they don't, they don't know anything. It's demons and spirits that are feeding them this information. So at that time, I went by myself. I, I was going to go with a friend, but I think I went by myself. Uh, I was very vulnerable, very vulnerable because a situation just happened with my friend um, or friends. And I was kind of like just in need of an answer. And instead of going to God, because I was very far from him, I was very, in, like I said, deep sin. I was in all these different things, sexual sin and, and, and lust and, and envy and anger and bitterness and resentment, all this stuff. I, I just was far from God. Um, and going into this place, I sought out something that was not taught to me. So I didn't really know that the spiritual realm was like real, for real. Like no one taught me that. Like I grew up in, um, majority of my life, I grew up in a Baptist church. So we don't really talk about like demons and the devil. And if we do, it's like, he's far off. Like, it's like, you get the victory in Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, I didn't know that these these people were really talking to unclean spirits or talking to demons or familiar spirits about my life. I didn't know that um, I don't have to go to these people, but I can go to God directly. I didn't know that I had a calling of being a prophet on my life. I didn't know about prophecy. I didn't know about the gifts of the spirit or tongues or nobody really sat down and really taught me this stuff or really understood this stuff. And because of this lack of knowledge, Throughout this whole year, I seemed like I was perishing. Like through 2020 to 2021, through that little gap of time, I think it was maybe around August August 2020 to March 2021, I just fell into like deep, deep, deep depravity. Um, just constantly depressed, consciously anxious, constantly like angry, sad, like overwhelmed with the world. We just read these statistics about homosexual people and gay people, LGBTQ people dealing with mental health issues. We wonder why that is. It's because it's a lot of deep rooted seated trauma, a lot of things that are not handled and a lot of things that are not touched on and a lot of things that are not healed. But those things cannot come from healing of crystals. They can't come from a psychic reading. They can't come from any of these things. They come from Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ has nailed all that stuff to the cross. He has already won the victory on the cross. You don't receive any power or any healing from any of this stuff. You don't receive full love and compassion and the things that you're really looking for in this world unless you get it from God himself, unless you get it from Jesus Christ. And I didn't know that at the time. Like I knew of God, but I didn't really know him, know him. Like I was just kind of like, I went through life, a lack of understanding, a lack of understanding. And um, so this lady that read my cards and did all this stuff, I kind of like, you know, kind of affirmed it. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, my friend just, you know, just pissed me off. And, <laughs> and I kind of went through this, you know, kind of breakup with my friends and stuff like that. And it was just, it was a difficult time for me. Um, and I think that she prescribed me like this cleansing, like this spiritual cleansing. So I want to say when it comes to these things, guys, these spiritual cleansings are literally demonic initiations into another world. There's no other way I can break this down and simplify this for you. 
this is literally like on the other side it seems like it's nothing they give you this powder at this time i think she gave me this powder and i don't know how much it costs it always costs a specific price because that specific price is not made by the psychic it's typically made by the demon selling the psychic what to make the price as so um sometimes you will even see and i, I have to be clear about this and honest and true Sometimes you'll even see false prophets have this similar model and make because they are being, they're using other spirits. So you'll hear somebody say, oh, you know, and this is not all the time, but this is, you have to test the spirit when it comes to this. Give me a, a seed of $777. But we go to a psychic shop and they tell us the same thing. They want, oh, you got to give me uh, $444. These like angel numbers, right? And these demonic numbers. They're not. They're not angel numbers. God, it's nowhere. In, you can't find an angel number anywhere in the Bible. But these these repeating numbers. They will. They'll tell you. Oh, I need a. Uh, you need to buy this 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 spiritual bath bath cleanse for two hundred and twenty two dollars and twenty two cents. And you would hear the same models and makes in false prophets and false prophecy. So that's why it's so, it, it's so we have to be so careful and i'm going to do a fuller episode probably on this later on but we have to be careful of who we're listening to and who we're getting our information from and testing all spirits because i could tell you right now like being a full-blown believer is fully surrendered to jesus christ i went to a psychic shop and they told me a specific price just like that and i had to pay that price for whatever spiritual bath i was getting so they she gave me this powder and i had to rub it on my chest and in the shower and get a candle and light it and it didn't really fully work um <laughs> obviously but like i think i was supposed to see something worse than um what happened to me thankfully actually i did not see anything outside of what god ordained i did not go as far as it was supposed to because i actually think i like messed it up low-key um and i was supposed to light a candle and then i was supposed to stare in the candle the candle was supposed to change a color and i was supposed to literally enter a spiritual room enter the spiritual room through an illegal way that's what she wanted me to do um and i didn't know that at the time um but god's mercy and his grace was so amazing because it did not allow me to do it properly during that time i life kind of got worse um and it, it just wasn't i was still very very sad and depraved and but i thought i was getting what i wanted like it was just this major cloud of delusion and confusion in my mind like quite literally because it these spirits would kind of minister to me and tell me like, if you keep it up, like you're almost there, you're almost gonna get what you want. You just keep doing the card readings. And that's what they tell you in the community too. Like in this new age community, they tell you, oh, keep doing the card readings, keep manifesting, keep buying your crystals, keep doing this stuff. And you know, one day, you know, it's, it's not gonna happen in one day, but it's just, you just gotta keep going. And eventually it's gonna come and, and you have to work to get peace you have to work to get and it's all false it's false peace it's not real peace you have to work to get love you have to work to get all these things you have to work to get me not fully remembering or even knowing or recognizing that jesus christ died to give me all these things for free but it was at a price from him 
it was at a price for him like he died on the cross for me to receive his love he loved me before he before i was even in, in existence right he died before i even knew who he was and i was i i could receive that love i could be fulfilled in that love but still part of me like i said was fractured at a very young age and i describe it like that because that's how it can be described scientifically it could be described spiritually um it mentally i was just not there like i i was seeking and and, and searching for something that was just not ever going to be fulfilling or not ever going to be something that was going to bring me peace so i i went through that season of kind of new age practices and manifestation and tarot reading and all this stuff and i i had a really really bad um encounter one day i had this 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 bad trip um you know me and my friends were smoking and literally thought i was gonna die <laughs> just to simply put um and for those who were gonna crack jokes watching this this was not my first time this was like probably like my 20th i don't know i i can't really count but i was after work in the car with my friends and um we just all started hitting it and I, I thought it was gonna be okay like I thought it was gonna be okay I haven't in every each and every single time up to that moment that I did do it um in that same year I did kind of have like really really bad experiences where I, I would almost feel like I was dying each and every time um and I could like what it did to me really was rip the veil so thin of the spiritual world and the physical world it ripped it really thin and the hallucination from it kind of put me in a bad spot like i i'm i'm grateful god's grace was upon me even in the midst of all of that because i really think i could have lost my mind i think that same year one night i i, I took some edibles and it was really bad really bad um i i had a a terrible trip and each and every single time I kept doing it because I thought it was going to be that outlet I thought it was going to be that peace like for those small brief moments of me just relaxing with my friends whether I was like chilling in their car or on my bed or whatever I thought like there was going to be some sort of peace there was that false notion like this world tells you like okay just you know smoke it out whatever like you like chill just take a blunt and chill and you're gonna be okay and each and every single time I was not okay. And many of you might feel like every time you do it, oh, okay, like it just, it, it's it's something that I do. It's just a part of me. It's something that I, I need to get like four or five blunts a day to smoke and, 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 and find peace and relax. But it's just like, that is not the way to do it. And each and every single time I know, one, it's costly. Let's Let's talk about it. Two, it's illegal. And three, it's just not what God has called for you to receive peace. You can find peace in him. And I know a lot of people can't find freedom from this bondage, from doing it, can't find peace outside of it. And that's just a lie from the devil. Like the devil wants you to think that this is what you need to get peace and relaxation and to open up your mind and to and 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 um, I hear this term also used sometimes when it comes to, to drugs. Um um, ego death to kill your ego like these 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 this 
trend of believing that this is what's going to bring you peace. This is what's going to bring you serenity. This is what's going to bring you love. And you can only find that in Jesus Christ. And notice the parallels. Like when in, in Christian belief um, in the Bible, we have an understanding where we're supposed to kill our flesh. And killing our flesh brings us closer to God, right? Um, everybody knows this. If you're a believer, you know that 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 you must die to your flesh. What essentially what that means is dying to yourself, is dying to your own desires, dying to your own will, and giving up your will and submitting it to God. And doing that, you find peace because God is going to make sure you're okay. He's going to make sure he has the best intentions for you. The Bible literally says that he knows the plans that he has for you, plans for you to prosper. God wants best for you. He wants good for you. He knows what's good for you because he knows what's good. He's the creator of you. Um, and in the world, they have ego death. They have take this drug and, and, and you know, kind of like humble myself or limit myself um, to become my higher self. It's all this lies from the enemy. And it's just like one for us to understand that for people to say that there is no God is just kind of ridiculous. You see these 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 really stark parallels these really, really stark parallels in the world, like ego death and 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 dying to yourself, dying to flesh. You see psychics and prophets. You see these, these stark parallels literally in the world. Like the devil is trying to mimic what God has and mimic what God created. It's very, very sad to see people fall into that, but if you are dealing with that today, I'm, I'm promising you, by the end of this video, you're going to get freedom. Yeah, I, I went through that season. Um, I'm Throughout that, I had a really, really bad trip. Um, I went to my grandmother for prayer, and she prayed for me. And that was the start of my deliverance journey and season. Through this whole time, I got deliverance. Like, I was getting deliverance from March 2021 all the way to June of 2021. Like I got deliverance all the way up until there. And I, I fully rededicated my life to Christ. I submitted my life to Christ again. And I was doing great. Many of you might not know, but I had this online ministry. It was called the Freedom Wave. I was professing the gospel and I was on fire for God. And I was just really excited. And I was preaching the gospel online. And I had all these big dreams and ideas and things that I wanted to do for the Lord. And my relationship with God um was really close at that time we i was really i was talking to him every day i was i was just very intimate i believe with with god but there was a part of me that still didn't really deal with that inner child inner trauma understanding that now is how i really fully got freedom from the situation because during that year, that same year of 2021, towards the end, I kind of backslid away from God. I went through this really, really lonely season, this season of isolation. And it was a very long season <laughs> where God kind of wanted me away from everyone. Um, and there was this point in time where I kind of just disobeyed him and um, or just try to be around my old friends again. And it was it was, it just brought me back down to the path of sins that I used to do. Um, and it, it got worse than it was before. Um, and I say all that to say because I went down a path of really, really, really bad promiscuity. Like, really bad. Like, downloading apps and driving to people's places and doing stuff that 
was just trying to fulfill myself through other people, through relationships, through men. And it was not until maybe around February of this year, 2023, I recognized God was calling me back. And I had gained all these friends over this time. I built all these relationships and I found myself in places where I did not know how I ended up there. I just didn't know how I ended up there, but I would be brought to my breaking points at times. And essentially what God kind of showed me this year was he showed me why this was going on, why this was happening, and why I sought men and not him. Why, 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 why I did that, why I looked for that outlet. I eventually told him in truth that um, I didn't feel like he protected me. I didn't feel like he was watching over me or looking after me. And to myself, I felt like a fool because I'm like, okay, I'm believing in this God and I'm telling him that I love him and I'm doing all this stuff, but worshiping and praying and fasting and, and talking to him. I know you exist because you revealed yourself to me in so many different ways. And I, I read your word and I just believe, and I know I'm believing by faith, but I'm just like, I did not feel like you were there protecting me in that moment. It was a moment of honesty and truth. When I was five years old and that thing happened to me, I did not feel like God was protecting me. I did not feel like he was looking over me or watching me. And I was a liar to say that walking through life, I was okay when I really wasn't. Walking through life saying that I love you when I don't really know if I do. And God comforted me. He provided me peace from me telling the truth. There's a verse in the Bible that says, God is near to those who call upon him in truth. And I had to be honest. Throughout all my situations and everything that would kind of affect me, and all the promiscuity and different relationships and different friendships that I would make, it was all me searching for some sort of protection, some sort of guard, some sort of something there. Because I didn't feel like God was protecting me. I didn't feel like that. I didn't, I didn't believe that. And the moment I came to that understanding and that truth, God provided me peace. The moment I admitted to him what was actually on my heart, he revealed to me that he was always there. He was always protecting me. He was always guiding me. He was always loving me he was always there's there's times where he even showed me that i literally could have died i literally could have lost my life and he was there protecting me and even in that one instance where i felt like why did this happen why did you allow this to happen and, and all this stuff and it's like it's not god guys we, we we kind of put this idea in our minds where it's like okay he is sovereign, but what, what took place in the situation and we question him. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, don't question God was like, what am I supposed to do if I'm you want me to give my life to him? You want if you always talk about having a relationship and not a religion, why can I not question this one situation? Um, I think it's a fair point to to tell people that you could talk to God and ask him things and, and, and he will tell you 
and maybe not in this time, maybe later on, maybe you're not ready to deal with it, whatever the case may be, he will be upfront with you. And the moment that I had that, I, I had that realization, I had that understanding. I didn't even know that the next day I scheduled a deliverance at my church and they did some deliverance on me. Um, and I was able to get free from a lot of the stuff that I was dealing with prior to. Um, but I recognized that every single issue that was rooted in what I was dealing with was based on lack of protection. Like, I believed in myself, like, God was not protecting me. God was not there. Like, I, I didn't have any other words for it. I didn't have any other understanding for it. But I acted out in it. I, I was not able to verbally say it, but I acted out in it. I found different men and different people. And I, and, and, and I was looking for a protector. You know, men are, are innately protectors. We are born to be protectors. We're protectors of our family. We're protectors of our wives. We're protectors of, you know, over our businesses. and, and we're, we're protectors naturally. God has made us that way. Um, and we're just a reflection of him. And I was not able to be that full identity of what God has called me to be because I was looking for that in other people because I felt like he wasn't that for me. So it's like, why would I Why would I call you my God and call you my father and do all this stuff when I feel like you were not there and that for me? And the moment I was able to express that, he was able to heal that and show me like, it's not me. It's a sin in this world that caused that situation to happen. But even if, even though that, that situation took place, I'm still able to use that for my glory. I'm still able to heal you and deliver you and make your story a reflection of my glory and bring other people to me and to be healed and to have peace and to have love. And now I live my life valuing others. I do not value others. Um, I, I want to talk about music and one single episode in itself i believe that music played a very very big part in the way i lived my life um but i don't think i have that much time here on this episode to to, to discuss this but we're gonna have a whole episode it's probably gonna be the next episode i'm going to talk about music and how music plays a major part in what i believed and what i understood about myself and 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 other people and how i valued other human beings male or female now I look at individuals as how God created them, beautifully and wonderfully made. I didn't view men as that. I didn't. I, I viewed men as whatever music told me to view men, whatever culture told me to view men, whatever, you know, TV and movies told me to view men, whatever literature told me to view men, instead of what God says how to view men, how to view women, how to view relationships. Um and I had to break soul ties. I had to break old mindsets and strongholds and all these other things. But God was faithful through it all. And God is the one who's able to do it. I cannot do it in my own strength. So I say all this to say, if you're dealing with that today, you can receive freedom from Jesus, with Jesus. You can receive freedom from the bondage of these sins. And it might seem like difficult um, people will say, well, why or how or, you know, I tried praying it away and I tried going to this and I tried going to that and it just didn't work. Well, what do you want more? Do you want Jesus? Truly, do you want Jesus or do you want your lifestyle? Do you want your life? Do you want 
this sin? Do you want to just swap out sins? So do you want to just go from liking boys to liking girls now? And now you're shifting your lust or do you want to destroy lust altogether? Do you want to say, God, even if I don't like anyone, even if I never get married and never have kids, I just want you. Because that's what I see is the issue. I, at some point in time, I, I came to a realization, I'm like, okay, if I, even if I don't have kids and a wife and whatever, I'm willing to just have you, Jesus. I'm willing to just live life for you and dedicate everything to you because you're all that matters. You're the only one that cared for me through the deep darkness that I was going through all this year, through through all the years of my life. You were the only one that was there for me. So I'm not going to shift my sin, you know, from, okay, God, I want you to heal me and I just want to like women now. No, I, I want you to heal me and make me whole view, allow me to make view people as how you view them beautifully and wonderfully made and created in your image. Allow me to love them with the love that Jesus Christ had for them to die on the cross for them. Allow me to be a reflection of Jesus. That's what I, I want us to get, want us to understand. There's always this fight and this this description of like, okay, well, you know, Christians just want all, all gay people to be straight and, and that's just it. Like, you know, they just think that it's a sin and you're gonna go to hell and you need to die and you're gonna die. And if you don't believe in this, you need to have a wife and you need to have kids. You need to have a husband. You need to have whatever. But that's not it. <laughs> what, what you need to understand is from somebody who dealt with this lifestyle themselves. I believe that people who've come out of it are the best evangelists for it. We had to reach a point and a breaking point where it's like, this is a struggle within my body. This is a sin that I've dealt with for years. But if I could just crucify my flesh take up my cross daily and put aside the desires, delete the apps that are going to make me sin, cut off the friends that are going to make me sin or turn away from God and just focus on Jesus this whole time. If I could just get away, eventually those desires will dissipate. They will disappear. They won't be there anymore. And a lot of people make it seem like, well, okay, that's that's a lot. Like you're saying these desires will go away. I don't see, I've worked, I've done this, I did that. The problem is what I've seen is, and I've done it myself, trust me, doing it in our own strength. We cannot do this in our own strength. The Bible says, submit yourself therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. That is what we're called to do. We're not called to resist the devil. You see, there's a, there's a twofold clause there. We're called to submit ourselves to God and then resist the devil and he will flee. So a lot of us want to resist the devil, resist the sin, resist the temptation, resist the lust, resist the porn, resist the masturbation, resist all this stuff. But that's not what we're going to conquer if we do it that way. We must do it God's way. His ways are higher and greater and wider and deeper and better than anything that we could imagine or conceive. And if we just submit ourselves to him and, and, and destroy the idols of marriage don't want, don't, 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 don't change. It's, these are beautiful things. God has made these things are gifts to us, right? But don't change and swap out, like I said, sin for sin. Don't go from the idea of, okay, God, I want to be saved and set free and delivered. I, I want to give my life to Jesus, but now I just want marriage. Now I'm just seeking out marriage. And it's like, now you're just replacing an idol with another idol. You're replacing homosexuality with marriage. You're replacing per perversion with marriage. You're replacing lust with marriage. Destroy dissipate, delete, destruct every single idol in your heart and give your life to Christ fully.
submit and surrender. What does that look like? It's the God, if anything in my life right now is destructing, destructing, distracting our relationship, remove it, uproot it. If there's any traumas from the past in your own time, in your own will, in your own timeline, whatever you have, whatever you're willing to reveal in its time, there's a time and a season for everything. Reveal that thing and heal it in that season. I give you free reins on my life. Take the driver's seat. Take the steering wheel. Take over completely. I don't want to rule my life. I don't want to reign over my life because I've seen that I fall into consistent sin because of it. I've seen that I, I just swap out idols. And now, you know, I shift different sins. And now before it was lust, now it's marriage. Lord, just remove it all. Delete it all. If it means that I don't have any of it and I just have you, that's what it means. If I have to get rid of all my friends, if I have to get rid of these apps, if I have to do all these things, remove it out of my life just for you, Jesus. That's what we're called to do. That's the gospel message. It's it's forsaking everything for Jesus Christ in his will. You know, God might not call you to leave your job or, or leave that person or leave this relationship or whatever. But if he is calling you to do that, it's submitting to him. That's what truly the gospel is. It's putting aside your own desires for the desires of Christ, right? The desires of Jesus, the will of the Father. It's reflecting that. So that is how you fully get that deliverance. That is how you fully get that freedom. Because it's like you're not exalting the freedom and you're not exalting the deliverance. You're exalting the deliverer and the one who can give you the freedom. Jesus Christ literally says the slave does not remain in the house forever, but Jesus, the son, remains forever. So whoever the son sets free, and Jesus is going to set you free today. We're going to pray. We're going to pray a prayer of deliverance and freedom and repentance. Um, because that is the marker. That is the opening. The core root of the thing is why do we find ourselves in these sins? And God will reveal that in his own time. I didn't get all that information all in one day. <laughs> I didn't get all that information all in a month. He could give it to you all in one day. He could give it to you all in a month. But it was over times. It was seasons, gradually. And it's renewing the mind with his word. It's reading your, your the word of God daily to renew your mind. Because yes, you could be set free and delivered and whatever from all these things. And this lust and this trauma and all this stuff. But you must fill it up with something else. Fill it up with his thoughts what he believes about you, what he says about you. That's how you're sustaining this deliverance. You're sustaining the freedom. So we're going to pray. Um, I know it was a lot. I know it's a longer episode than typical, but we're going to pray. And, and I'm I'm really excited. I want to get, maybe this might be a part two. I might, might discuss other things. Um, an episode, the following episode, um, I'll probably do a second second part to it concerning music. Um, because I, I touched on, you know, like witchcraft and promiscuity and all this other stuff that I, I went through in this, this episode. But I think music has its own part because music, outside of what we believe, I love music so much. I have, I, I love the, the art and the songwriting and the composing and, and everything, the art direction and stuff like that. But a lot of that played a part into my lifestyle and what I believed about myself and identity. And, and, and 
so I want it to be a whole separate thing. I might do a deeper study on it and I might bring it back to you guys with the part two. But right now we're going to do a prayer of deliverance for anyone who's dealing with any sort of lust, whether it, it is, you know, um, anything. It doesn't really matter what you identify as. Um, I want to break that free from you today through the power of Jesus Christ. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love, for your compassion towards us, for your mercy towards us. Lord, we repent right now for our sins. We turn away from it. We don't look back at it. Just as Jesus has casted it into the sea, to the depths of the sea, that it may be remembered no more, that it may be forgotten for forever, for eternity. It's just as we cast it away, we forget it, we throw it away, we turn away from it. We turn to you, Jesus. We turn to your lifestyle, your walk, your words, your ways. We turn to your presence and we ask that your spirit comes and resides and lives in us right now. Right now, Father. Fill us up with your spirit. Purge out any unclean things, any desires, any lusts, any thoughts, any strongholds, any mindsets, any worldliness, Father. Anything that is not like you. Anything that is of the enemy, of the devil, of Satan, of the flesh, of the world, of pride. Remove it, uproot it. Right now, in the name of Jesus, each and every single one of us, every single person that is watching, Lord, let us be set free from pride. For you resist the prideful, but you give grace to the humble. So we humbly come before you, Father, and ask for deliverance right now for each and every single person that is watching this. Ask for healing from childhood wounds and traumas. Father, we ask that you come before us and you give the little... Little us, a hug, deliver us, free us. Every single personality disorder, every single split that we, that we turn into when we face our issues, face our problems. These little kids that to throw tantrums inside of us. Take them, Lord, hug them, free them, heal them, heal our wounds so that they may not return. Free us from the brokenness of believing that you were not there to protect us. You were not there to save us. You were not there to guide us. Destroy those lies by the enemy right now in our mind. And slice the tongue of the lying serpent. Lord, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you renew our, our minds with your word that says that we are dead to ourselves and alive in Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of Christ Jesus, who the Son sets free is free indeed, and we are set free indeed, Father God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. Reestablish a new identity in us, a new belief system, a new understanding, a new doctrine, a new theology, a new way of thinking. Give us newness, Lord, a newness of life, a newness of breath, renew our soul, renew our mind, renew our hearts, heal our hearts, give us a heart of flesh and then we exchange it for that heart of stone that was inside of us for so long. We forgive those who have hurt us and harmed us in any way possible known to man. 
men and women, friends, family, family, friends, whoever have harmed us, Lord, we forgive them. We say right now, we forgive them. And we want you to heal us. Forgive us for the sins that we've replaced with you. Forgive us for the sins that we placed in your place, God, when you should have been there all along. The idols that we placed in your place when you should have been there all along. Forgive us. We destroy those idols. We take a hammer and we smash those idols right now in Jesus' name. And we ask that you take the position in our hearts again as God, as Lord, as Savior, as King. We will not reject you as King, as they said in 1 Samuel 8. We won't reject you, God. You are our King. You are our God. Let us not reject you as your children once did, but let us accept you as our king and as our ruler over our hearts, over our minds, over our lives, over our careers, over our ministries, over our families. Rule and reign, have your domain. Let us not swap sin, but let us repent, reject, and remove sin from our lives. And we ask you, Lord, that you show these people right now their destiny. Show them their calling. Reveal to them where you have brought them from and where you're going to bring them to. Give them hope, God. Give them encouragement in this time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for watching this episode. It's pretty long. I'm probably going to chop and cut. And I'm probably going to do a part two because I believe that there was another episode I was going to do talking about um, a lot of other stuff. But we're going to do this first. Um, and I'm going to talk about music. I'm going to have a whole episode about music and how it really affects our lifestyles as we, we don't know. I'm probably going to find more studies and stuff like that and obviously bible bible verses of course but um i want to get deeper into that understanding when it comes to music because i don't think it's talked about enough and i wanted to touch on it in this in this in this testimony but it was this whole thing like i, I recognized like as i was getting ready to say it i would have went down a, a rabbit hole so i said let me just pull back and let me make something that's just going to be centered around my story and how God has saved me and delivered me from that lifestyle and stuff like that. So I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. Please share and like, please, 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 please. I want people to be touched, healed, set free and delivered from this. This is God's will. God bless you all. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, like I said, like, comment, share and have a good day.